Welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. I am your host, Brie Carroll, and I am so excited that you are joining us for this Heart to Heart. We are about to have some real talk. Like, I am really excited about this episode because I get to talk to a woman that I greatly admire. She has done amazing things in the space, and you get an opportunity to hear from her directly. But before I introduce our guest, I just want to say welcome. Welcome if this is your first time listening to Hearts and Strikes podcast. What you need to know is here we are all about strengthening military marriages. And the way we do that is through our conversations and interviews. We equip you with different tools so that you can continue to build and grow a sustainable, healthy, and thriving marriage. On that note, actually, I have to tell you that this episode is actually um, presented by and, and featuring, highlighting, sponsored by, however you want to call it, it's all about Military Marriage Day. Military Marriage Day is actually the newest holiday in our armed forces and will be celebrated August the 14th. But what you may not have known is that this year, as we count down to Military Marriage Day, we will have something special this year for you to go a little deeper. Not just candies and flowers. No, we really want to further this process of equipping you and really thriving in your relationship. So what we are doing is having the Military Marriage Day Summit. It is a two-day summit that you can participate with your spouse completely virtually. So whether you guys are geographically separated or you are sitting in the same house, we want you to do a little staycation, be intentional about building your relationship and join us for the Military Marriage Day Summit. You can find out more information at militarymarriageday.com. Again, that's militarymarriageday.com for the Military Marriage Day Summit. Now, the moment that you've been waiting for, I'm going to introduce our very special guest for this Heart to Heart. We have none other than Rachel Luna. Rachel is a best-selling author, sales confidence, mindset strategist, and highly sought-after international speaker. What you may not know about her, and maybe some have, but she is a former U.S. Marine. And yes, great things come in small packages because this four-foot-eleven firecracker has a reputation for inspiring confident action and helping her clients double, triple, and quadruple her income. You are going to want to listen in as we have some real talk with Rachel. I absolutely love her podcast, Permission to Offend, her courses like the Faith Activated Journaling Experience and even her live events like Confidence Activated has just been tremendous to see her work. We may even chat a little bit about her upcoming book that she has, but I want all of you guys to help me welcome the one and only Rachel Luna. 
Say hello to everyone, Rachel. Hello. Thank you for having me, Bree. So excited. Listen, I have been looking forward to this conversation for some time. I already told y'all in the intro, all the things that Rachel has accomplished and how she continues to serve people. So we're going to dive right in with how we typically open up Hearts and Stripes. And I would love for you to share a little bit of your mill marriage story um, and your experience as a service member. Okay. Well, I was enlisted in the United States Marine Corps myself, and I was stationed in Stuttgart, Germany. And I remember at that time I was working in the command center and in the command center, we in addition to what we did for the the military, or excuse me, the Marine Corps as a whole, um, in other parts of the world, one of our jobs in our little unit was to monitor the area. So we had all these cameras and site, making sure that, you know, people weren't crossing lines, right? So there was this guy that came to supply. And by the way, I was that kind of girl, like I was friends with everyone, very bubbly, always going out to different sections and checking in on people, did my rounds, whatever. So I was really good friends with the guys over pretty much everywhere, but in supply in particular. And I go to supply one day just to shoot the breeze with my buddy. And I see this really good looking new guy. And I kind of like, I, I am up and down, like, who are you? Right. Hey, new guy. Hey. Yeah. And um, he was replacing my friend. And so they were doing the turnover, whatever. So immediately I was like, who's this? Let me go find out. Let me make it my business to discover who he is. Mm-hmm. So I would go down there probably every day just to, you know, talk. And one day he says, every time you come in here, all you do is run your mouth. Next time you come in here, bring me a bring me a strawberry pie. If you don't have a strawberry pie for me, don't come up in here. And I just looked at him. I was like, why do you run your mouth? That's nobody's even talking to you. I came to see Medlin. Like Sassy, I love it. It was that kind of thing. But I first of all, I had never even known strawberry pies. I'm from New York City. Like mm-hmm. I'm from Jersey. So I get it. We didn't come up with that. <laughs> Like strawberry, a pie came in a plastic bag. You know what I'm talking, you know which ones are. Yes, yes. And the cherry and okay. So, so I go to the commissary that night, like, okay, I'm gonna find a strawberry pie. Marie Callender's makes a strawberry pie. Oh. So I was like, bet I got the pie and bring it over. I go the next day to the office and I throw the pie at the desk. I didn't like lovingly give it to him. Threw it at the desk and I was like, there, now you could, you know, shut up, got you your pie. Now, the reason why it's important that I tell you the fact that I we used to be in control of the cameras is because I, I worked in a separate building and our office was secure. So there was no windows. You right, couldn't right. see in, but I could see out with the cameras. Mm-hmm. So every time this guy would come into my building and I would watch, I would zoom in on the cameras. I tell people I, I stalked him. Just a little you know, bit. Just a little bit. I was zooming on the camera. And whenever he would come up the stairs, like he was going to come onto my deck, I would come out the real fast. Like I was going to the bathroom. I'd be like, why are you always following me? Every time I come out, there you are. Like, stop. Hello. Right. right. (laughs) So finally, one day um, I said, hey, where, where they got you staying? Have you gone out to eat or anything? 
And he said, no. And I said, well, if you want, I'm cooking at the barracks. You can you know, come in and eat with us. And he, I don't, I don't remember if he came to that, but then we were going out somewhere and I said, oh no, I said, I'm going to take you out to dinner. I'm going to show you some places. Yeah. I was very forward, very aggressive. I think now who I am today, I don't know that I would have pursued my husband to that degree. I think I would have mm-hmm. let him come to me, but yeah, 27, 26 year old me was real. Like, I'm going like to, I know what I want. I see it. Fish him, reel him in. So we went to a dinner and that was, it. and I really liked him, but it was just still platonic. And then the following week we went dancing with a group of friends and he says, I kissed him, but that is not true. <laughs> He, we were dancing and he leaned in and kissed me and I kissed him back. Yes. And here we are. Next week is going to be our 11. Is it our 11 or 12? I don't know. It's, we've been together for 13 years. That's amazing. So. I love that. I absolutely love it. I love how you were forward. You knew what you wanted. Good. And you went after it. And look, the kiss on the dance floor. You clear, you heard it here first. Rachel said he kissed her. And that's what we're going for. That's what we're going with. I love it. I love that. I love it, especially because y'all were mill to mill. So that was yeah. probably challenging navigating that. Um, In the beginning, it was easy, actually. Really? That's it good was, to hear. It was easy. But I think also... I had decided it was going to be easy. Mm. And so then I was just talking to a girlfriend earlier today where she was like, I don't want to work that hard. I said, well, what does hard even mean to you? That's so good. Because yeah. um, sometimes we we say like, I don't want it to be hard. But what we really mean is I don't want to feel pain while I do this. I'm willing to be challenged. And the example that I gave her has nothing to do with marriage, but we just re we faced our fireplace and I use those uh, sticky tiles. Yes. So these are the stone ones, which I thought this is going to be so easy. Mm-hmm. You just peel it off, slap them on. You're good to go. But no, not so. First of all, you have to wipe it down, like, you know, prime the surface. Right. Then you have to the tiles don't cut perfect you have to cut them and measure. Mm, And then even after that, when you go to apply, you have one shot to get it right because the adhesive is so strong. If you mess it up and it doesn't even come off easily, now you have to hammer and chisel. So it's not easy. Right. But it wasn't hard to the point where I was like, I hate this. No, it was a challenge. And there was so much reward and I love the outcome so much that I don't even want to be in my office today. I'm sitting in my living room because I want to look at this thing. So I know I, I've kind of taken us off the path of no, I think that's really a that's a lesson right there in itself for relationships. And I love that you said that because I had another guest who came on and talked about infidelity and healing from that. And they also offered this same perspective of what do you call hard? Like people think. Like I mentioned, mill to mill is hard, but I love how you said, like, what is even hard? It's it's mm-hmm. a matter of perspective. Are you going after that challenge to get the end result that you want, like your fireplace? 
or or are you going to sit there and and think through what other people say or other people are projecting is a difficult situation and are you going to stay stuck there i definitely think that is a lesson for married couples and you dropping gems and we just getting started so i love it well amen praise god <laughs> so, so it wasn't hard at all it was really fun i mean the other thing you have to remember is that we were in europe we were stationed in a wonderful place. You know, when the real challenge began for me was when I wasn't in the military. Ah, okay. When I was now the spouse and he was the service member and I really suffered from a loss of identity mm. because for so many years I had been a Marine and my, I was Staff Sergeant Rodriguez. I had my own thing and now I had left the Marine Corps, I started having children. And now I was just the mom, I was a stay at home mom. And I, I know. there was never a role that I ever wanted um, exclusively. I, I had wanted to be a mom, but I had been told early on that I, like having children was gonna be a real challenge for me. So when the doctors told me that, I think there was some sort of a shift in my mind that's like, I didn't even wanna hope for that. And and now even wanting to hope for that, when I had it, I, I, I couldn't really grasp that, that it was yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about that for a second, because yes. I think that if I would have known then what I know now, I still would have been hopeful, but I would have surrendered my emotional attachment to the outcome. Like I still would have stayed hungry for motherhood and hungry for children and excited yeah. about it. And also at peace, like that would be amazing. But if it doesn't happen, that's amazing too. Yeah. But instead my thought was, I don't even want that. I don't even want forget children. And I was so angry and there was like a wound in me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in my book, permission to offend, which will be out next year in May, 2022. Hey, yes. I about, um, being a wounded offender. Mm -hmm. And so I was really coming from that place of, of hurt and loss so that when I had children and I had all the things that I once really wanted, I was afraid now I have it. And now I don't even know what to do because I spent so many years trying to reject this desire. Mm -hmm. That's good so for the woman or even man listening to this, I, that I just want to remind you to keep hoping for the things that you think are impossible. Keep hoping for the things that others have told you you can't have and surrender your emotional attachment to how or when or what it's going to look like. Just be open to like, if it happens, when it happens, that would be amazing. And here's how I would respond. So things got very difficult for me as a new mom. Yeah. You, um, mom. Yeah, that's a lot. So let's unpack that a little bit. I love that you talked about that. Um, and I love that you're, you were transparent and thank you for being transparent about that reality of that identity crisis. That's something that I coach women through specifically in this community um, as service members transition or as spouses are moving from place to pet to place, identity is something that we don't realize can impact our emotional, our health, our wellness, our mental, all of these things. So I absolutely 
am grateful that you shared that even you walked through something like that. And then the big aha here, even for me, surrendering that emotional attachment. Like I love Patrice Washington, you know, a common friend of ours. I love how she always talks about it's in the doing, but you, you have to be focused and on and doing things on purpose and not just for what you think the process will look like or in the timing that you think it should be or how you think it needs to look. You kind of need to surrender those things and just commit your yes or commit what it is that you're doing and move forward. And I love how you said surrendering that emotional attachment because you're right. In this military life, we don't have control like that. Like, no. (laughs) I had a friend who was told they got orders. TMO came and took all their stuff. Three days before they're going to get on the flight, those orders got canceled. Woo. Stuff gone. Is listen. <laughs> you, yeah, you got to I mean, that's one of the gifts that we get as service members and service families. Yeah. That's the gift that we get is learning how to be agile and nimble and uh, adaptable. Yes. And I think, Rachel, I think that is why I love doing this podcast and talking about relationships because I feel like if there was ever a community that could thrive in relationships, Mm -hmm. it's this military community because you said it right there. It's a gift that we get to be stretched and figure out how to be flexible and figure out how to surrender. This builds up something in us, in our relationships that the typical couple may not have to face in the same way. And I think there's really strength in that. And and I'm glad that you were able to point that out, even in your own experience. Thank you. So I do want to ask you, um, just from um, your experience and your work as a coach, as an international speaker, um, one of the things that I truly believe in here is that you have to show up for yourself before you can show up for your marriage. Can you talk a little bit about just in building what you have created in your own life and manifested so much in your career, personally, professionally, how are you able to do that um, working on yourself? And then also um, what are some lessons learned for how you were able to put that in harmony with working on your marriage? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, again, Hindsight is always 2020. Oh, yeah. If I knew then what I know now, I really would have done things so differently than the way that I did. You're absolutely correct. We do have to work on ourselves. We have to put our own oxygen mask on first. Yes. And some of the things that I would have done differently is number one, recognizing that my husband and I are two individuals and we each have our own path in life to take. And I think it's interesting because I don't know how you were raised or what you were taught, but I remember a marriage being really romanticized and that it was going to be this thing where you were on the same path and you were holding hands every step of the way. All the time, right. And and it's just like, if you were not on the same page and if you, then there was something wrong. And one of the things that I have taken on for myself in our marriage is I know that my husband and I want the same things. We just have a different approach to getting there, mm, right? Yeah. Like we, the, the, we're crossing the same finish line. We're just at different 
points in the race. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's important to just let your partner be wherever they are. Stop trying to pull them with you and definitely don't grab onto them when they're on a freaking sprint. Yes. <laughs> no, if they're on a sprint, let them go. If they're slowing down because they're catching their breath, like you don't have to stop. You can, you can do a couple of things. You can look back and cheer them on and say, come on, get up here with me. Yes. You can go ahead and sprint up ahead, build some time. You can circle back for them. When I think about, especially as a service member, when I think about in the Marine Corps, some of the moments that I still get the chills thinking about, I was always a very slow runner. Mm -hmm. But it was those moments where I was at the back and the whole platoon was circled back for me. And, and they didn't just dip out and leave they did right they ran their pace yeah they, got a, they gave me an opportunity to catch up and when I couldn't they came back for me mm -hmm. and so when I think about marriage now and the way that I view it you know some days I am full sprint and I want to do all the things and my husband needs to like chill right and other days he's really you know he's on his thing and and I'm either going to cheer him on, I'm going to sprint with him, or I'm just going to let him go and, and I'll catch him. Yeah. But we continue to have conversations about, okay, well, what race are you running? Mm -hmm. And where's the finish line? Does the finish line still look the same? And it does. And so I'm totally fine with the fact that we might be in different lanes. We might be in different places when I need him and I verbalize my needs, yes, then he comes in and supports. But what does not work is when I need him and I'm expecting him to be a mind reader. There you go, I'm right? Him to pick up on my passive aggressive cues and I'm setting us both up for failure. It's not fair. Right. It's not fair to anybody in the marriage to be passive aggressive to expect the other person to be something they're not or someone that they're not. The right. only thing we can do is be examples, model the behavior and verbally express our needs, wants, desires, and then have good dialogue about it. That's good. That is so good. Rachel, I, I wanted to like throw my whole notepad at you because last episode we talked about, um, being in different seasons as your spouse. We modeled it almost like the four seasons. You yeah. may be in summer right now. Is warm, is vibrant. Like that's the season that you're in. You don't fault your spouse for being in a winter or a dormant season in their life. And I love how you said that the set you still are going on the set you're still on the same race and the same finish line is is still the same for the both of you and being in agreement in that way but honoring them where they are in that process or at the pace that they're running I love that so much and you didn't even know we was already talking about that so Rachel yeah. gonna just confirm what we were talking about last episode um as a lesson learned for herself and I think that's that's really valuable to hear it that way because I think people people always assume these stereotypes or these images this Hollywood of what marriage is supposed to be yeah. 
And you're absolutely right. If you, if we're no, if we're both not sprinting, people start feeling like something's wrong. Cause yeah. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like even as a military spouse, who's had a career for the majority of the time, it looks very different and, and we can get into trouble. If I'm looking at my husband's career and feel like trying to keep up and, and continue to work my career at the same time or anything like that. It's so interesting that you said that about looking over, because I think that that is also a big mistake that I have made in my Mm. marriage throughout the years um, is comparison, right? Mm -hmm. Comparison is the thief of joy. So for example, I remember getting so angry that I would be cooking and cleaning and, you know, doing household things. I, I don't really enjoy those things just for the record. Uh, well, actually, that's not true. Back then, I am because my seasons are changing. Yeah. For me now, when I clean my kitchen, when I do, I feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel like, oh man, the house looks good. But what was happening is that before, back in the day, I'd be cleaning and I'd be like, he didn't help me clean. Right. I, he's just over there laying down and da 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 da. Right. Because I was comparing what I was doing versus what he was doing, instead of just saying, what's the, what is what I'm doing right now doing for me? Right. How is this bringing me joy? And once I started looking at it from that lens, like all of a sudden now picking up the kids, shuttling them around, like that's not an area of resentment of like, I'm doing it and he's not. It's yeah. more like, this is awesome. I'm getting to spend quality time with my kid. This is awesome. I just made this really great meal. I have a sense of purpose. They need me, you know, whereas before I would get so mad that they needed me. Right. Like you need me less, but no, like, especially, you know, I had breast cancer a couple of years ago. Thank you, right. Jesus, for healing and deliverance. Yes. And so, you know, after that experience, which was really such a, a gift, um, and I know that a lot of people are like, what? Girl, listen, you, it's all about perspective. But after that gift, now I just, I think like, they need me. Yeah. They need me. So like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing dishes today. They need me. Yeah, You know, I'm the one that remembered this. They need me. Mm. And we all do want to be needed. We want to be loved. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. I think that we all say like we want to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason why the desire to be appreciated exists is because we're not taking the time to find the joy in what we're doing and doing it for the sake of not needing or wanting appreciation or validation but for the sake of having the experience of doing it. Yes. Rachel, you just said so much. <laughs> you just said, so I identify with so many of those things. And, and I love that finding the joy in what you're doing, finding the joy in that season. And um, for those who caught on, as Rachel mentioned, about being a breast cancer survivor, please go follow her. Like if, when I'm talking about encouragement, being inspired, getting some action items to like change your life, you absolutely want to tune in and be sure that you are following her at Girl Confidence 
on Instagram because I like to hang out on Instagram, but you should just follow and be encouraged because she really does. She's not just talking and she's, she's really being transparent and I'm grateful for it because she's giving us real talk, the scoop on these lessons learned. And then, um, from her own path, as she's seen success, telling us that we need to find joy in our present season. And I mean, we talked about prior to like all the things I have going on in my personal life as well, finding joy in the midst of uncertainty, finding joy in the midst of transition, finding joy in the role as of being a mom. And I know some of y'all we've talked about this on the podcast, but for those who, who maybe missed those episodes, I struggled with being a mom as well, because I always identified as oh, you're the engineer. Oh, you're the independent person. Like I loved my relationship, but like, whoa, these little people, wait, hold on. You want me to do this? (laughs) Right. Cause I want to run and go to, to, to this next thing. Like my personality is futuristic. So I'm always thinking about next. And my word for 2021 is present. Mm. And it is such, it has been such a like, okay, Lord, we are going to work out being present and being happy with who I am with my personality. But like you just said, taking joy in those present moments has just been life-changing for 2021. You just said something, and I think a lot in analogies, you said, you know, the kids and and I just want to go. And all of a sudden I had this image of like, that's cool. You can go. Now that means that you need to strengthen yourself emotionally, spiritually, physically, so that you yes. can pick them kids up with you and grow. Go. Yeah. Because there are some people that have that strength, right? Have you ever seen like, uh, I remember seeing this one woman, nine months pregnant, running a full marathon. Oh, wow. Nine months pregnant, running a full ma- Listen, nine months pregnant, I'm not even barely walking from here to the bathroom. Correct, correct. Okay, but <laughs> why was she able to do that? Cause she had done the training. She had conditioned herself. So what would it look like? And I'm talking to myself right now, cause I had never had seen this picture before, mm-hmm. but what would it look like if we started conditioning and strengthening ourselves to not do more for the sake of doing more, but to do things with intention so that we have the capacity and the strength and the stamina and the endurance to run the race that we desire with our people, encouraging yeah. our little ones, encouraging our spouses, like, you know, carrying them when they can't walk. That's so good. That is so good. And I hope that encouraged anybody who feels similarly, because oftentimes I feel like as military spouse, or maybe even as service members, we think we have to choose. Mm. What if it is just being more intentional, yep. building that muscle, so that you can truly, like you said, carry those who can't walk right now or carry yeah. your family in a new way. That is so encouraging for me personally. And I hope y'all are getting something while we just, while we're chatting it up as well. But I absolutely love that. Rachel, we are definitely going to look out for permission to offend. I know I have been following this writing journey. We are cheering you on as you are authoring your truths it's going to be amazing. Um, and like I said, please, please connect with Rachel. She is someone who is in and of this military community and has been extremely successful um, and really has the heart to see you succeed 
personally and professionally as well. So please link up with her, follow her on all the, all the places. Rachel, I'll give you an opportunity to um, share specifically where you like to hang out. Like I said, I like to hang out on Instagram, but how can people stay connected with you? I'm an Instagram girl for sure at girl confident. You can also subscribe to my podcast permission to offend and definitely get on my email list, rachelluna.biz forward slash lunatic. Um, because we are crazy enough. They to are get- lunatics. It's amazing. You'll love it. We <laughs> are in full force, but rachelluna.biz forward slash lunatic. And the reason why I say join me there, even before you follow me on social media is because number one, I don't clog up your inbox. I'm not, I hate email myself. So um, but I share things there that I don't share on social media. Like today, for example, really, really good emails going out. And um, yeah, so those are the places. That's awesome. So we will make sure that we link that all in the show notes so that you can easily stay connected with this powerhouse of a woman, Rachel. I'm so grateful for you to take the time and share with us. But before I let you go, <laughs> And we're talking about all the things working on ourselves as we're working on our marriage and we're just having real talk, Heart Tracks. Y'all know I love Heart Tracks. Heart Tracks is our playlist that we have for each episode. Our guest picks a song that will be added to the playlist. Um, As a reminder of kind of what we discussed, you can check out the full list of Heart Tracks on Heart Tracks 2 on Spotify. So check us out again, Heart Tracks 2 on Spotify. So Rachel, it is the moment of truth. We need to know what the heart track is. And I'm just feeling in my spirit that it might be, we might be getting double for our trouble. I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I knew you were going to ask this question and I thought I was going to go with two, but I'm going to double down on my All right. Yes. Um, All I do is win by DJ Khaled. Yes, DJ Khaled. What, what was the other one? There was another one I had. We the best uh, all the way up was the other one you all were thinking of. Nothing can stop me. I do like that one too, but I will say all I do is win. And I'll tell you why. Um, because when you purpose yourself to win in your marriage, when you listen that that song always reminds me of marriage and business. Like if I really purpose myself, if I'm intentional, if I come at it, it's going to happen. There is going to be a victory. And so, you know, just prophesy those words over your marriage, over your husband, over your wife. I love it. Love it over all the things personally, professionally, because, you know, here, hearts and stripes we we want you to to thrive as an individual in your marriage and as you are building that legacy so Rachel thank you again I am so grateful that you could share with us I will continue um as I'm a lunatic myself so I'll be following along um and I would encourage anybody to connect with Rachel again all the links for you to follow will be in the show notes so Rachel thank you again thank you Brie it was such a pleasure Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.